0: Hallelujah Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Holy and righteous God, you are the author of life and you adopt us to be your children. Fill us with your words of life that we may live as witnesses to the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
1: A reading from Acts. Peter addressed the people. You Israelites, why do you wonder at this or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our ancestors, has glorified Jesus, the servant of God, whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate, though Pilate had decided to release him. But you rejected the Holy and Righteous One and asked to have a murderer given to you, and you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses, and by faith in the name of Jesus, his name itself has made this man strong whom you see and know, and the faith that is through Jesus has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. And now, friends, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. In this way, God fulfilled what had been foretold through all the prophets, that the Messiah of God would suffer Repent, therefore, and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. Word of God, Word of Life.
2: Reading from 1 John. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know God. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this, when it is revealed, we will be like God for we will see God as God is and all who have this hope in God, purify themselves just as the Son is pure. Everyone who commits sin is guilty of lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that Christ was revealed to take away sins and in him, there is no sin. No one who abides in the Son sins. No one who sins, has either seen or known the sun. Little children, let no one deceive you. Everyone who does what is right is righteous, just as Christ is righteous. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God.
0: the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus himself stood among the disciples and said to them, peace be with you. Then they were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. Jesus said to them, why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, have you anything here to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish. And Jesus took it and ate it in their presence. Then Jesus said to them, These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
3: drive in the car or when I'm cleaning my house, my favorite go-to music is Ann Murray. Now some of you might be too young to even know who she is, but I love to sing along with her because A, I know all the words, and B, because she sings in my range. Or I suppose I could say I sing in her range, whatever. So one of my favorite songs of hers is A Little Good News. First released in 1983, the headlines that she names in the songs may be a little different than today's. But the refrain, I sing wholeheartedly, wishing that we could just get some good news for once. Just once I'd like to see the headline say, not much to print today, can't find nothing bad to say, we sure could use a little good news today. And ain't that the truth? I mean, we are inundated with bad news every single day. COVID positivity rates are rising even as more people are being vaccinated. Dante Wright shot and killed by a police officer while another police officer is on trial for murdering George Floyd just a few miles away. A young boy, Adam Toledo, shot and killed by police in our own city, And now the video showing the horrifying details is being shown repeatedly. And then just three days ago, another mass shooting leaves eight people dead. We sure could use a little good news today. The headlines that we read in the paper or online, the memes that are shared on social media, and the constant stream of news that's shown on our TVs stir up all kinds of emotions within us. And I have heard from black and brown people their rage and frustration, anxiety and weariness as they continue to bear the burden witnessing one racial incident after another. Wondering if they'll be next, if it'll be okay for them to go out and drive their car or run in their own neighborhood or play in their park. These incidents are not just sad, as I overheard someone say in the hospital waiting room yesterday, they are enraging and frightening, but they are not surprising. Black, indigenous, and people of color have lived a lifetime scarred by the injustice of racism. And there are pandemic-related feelings, too. We have experienced so much loss and change. Whether you're a student missing out on senior year, someone who hasn't been able to hug or see their family in more than a year, or someone who misses the daily interaction with colleagues, we long for normal, but know that things will never again be what they used to be. Many are overwhelmed, grieving, tired, and worried about the future. We sure could use a little good news today. The disciples in our text today had just heard the good news. Jesus was alive again. The women had told them so about their trip to the tomb and they told them all about it. And so the disciples are gathered in a small room and Jesus greets them and says, peace be with you. And so what was their reaction to this good news that Jesus was alive again? They were terrified. So Jesus invites them to touch his scars and then while they were in their joy, they were disbelieving and wondering. Terrified, joyful, disbelieving, wondering, all of these emotions were mentioned in today's gospel reading. Emotions that are on opposite sides of the mood meter that children use in school today to identify their emotions. The disciples were experiencing something very human. They were feeling and they had mixed emotions. Have you ever heard someone say, or maybe you've ever said to someone, Can you believe it? And the answer is both yes and no. Whatever it is, it's so amazing, so wonderful, so unanticipated that you really can't believe that it happened at all. And yet, you know that it's true. See, I imagine the disciples gathered in that room so overjoyed by Jesus' presence, standing there with their mouths hanging wide open, seeing Jesus in the flesh, and yet scratching their heads in disbelief and curiosity and saying, I can't believe it. And yet, I do. We live in the intersection of joy and disbelief. Life is messy and unbelievably painful at times. So we search for signs of hope. We want proof that things will get better, that change will happen and is happening right now. We shout the joy of the resurrection, Alleluia, Christ is risen. And yet we live in the reality that grief, disbelieving continues. We sure could use a little good news today. And I found some in a reflection written by Anne Lamott, a beloved armchair theologian who never gets too churchy. The other day, Anne posted something that she had written after the Pulse nightclub attack in 2016. And in it, she reflects on the lessons that she learned and hoped and revealed after the Sandy Hook school shooting years before. So she posted it once again because she feels like we're in the same situation all over again. She says, what is true for me is that the shootings at Sandy Hook were the actual end of the world. Evil was made visible. There were no answers that day, or the next day, or the day after that. But then there was, slowly, healing, truth, resurrection, and incredible courage among the families. Today is and will be the same, the end of the world, grief, rebirth, and new life. What was helpful right away was that we stuck together in our horror, grief, anxiety, and cluelessness. She says, we grieved, we feared, we despaired and raged and prayed And we reached out for any help at all, and these were all good responses. I recommend that we do that today, and tomorrow, and the next day. Wounds and trauma revealed were healed, eventually. See, that was the good news for me, that wounds and trauma revealed were healed, eventually. Eventually. Jesus showed his wounds, scars that were healed to the ones who were suffering the greatest because of his death. Those scars were signs of new life, of a real human body, God in the flesh. His body had been through trauma, and yet he is alive. Unique to the Christian faith is a God who is wounded and broken. And the Holy One shares our grief, our anxiety, our righteous anger, and our disbelief that something so awful could happen at all. As the body of Christ, we need to talk about our own collective scars and help one another heal. After an appropriate time of being stunned and in despair, we show up and we share words and actions of peace. Anne Lamott closes her reflection by saying, maybe we ask God for help. We do the next right thing. We buy buy or cook a bunch of food for the local people who are experiencing homelessness. We return phone calls and library books and smiles. We make eye contact with others and we go to the market and flirt with that old scary or unusual person who seems lonely. This is a blessed sacrament. Father Tom Weston taught me decades ago that in the face of human tragedy, we go around the neighborhood and we pick up litter, even if there will be more tomorrow. It is another blessed sacrament. We take action and the insight will follow that we are basically powerless, but we are not helpless. Today, gathered here, we shout through muted masks, Christ is risen indeed, alleluia! While still in our disbelief and wondering, we go out to be the good news for others. We hold one another in our grief. We speak up when we see systemic racism and oppression. We stand with our neighbors who are hurting. And in sharing our scars with one another, New life springs forth. Resurrection and rebirth are enfleshed within each other's scars. We proclaim to one another, Can you believe it? Well, no. And yes. The good news of Christ's resurrection and God's embodied grace is hard to imagine sometimes. And yet, it is the best news I've heard all week. Amen.
0: Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Joined to Christ in the waters of baptism, we are clothed with God's mercy and forgiveness. Let us give thanks for the gift of baptism. Holy God, you are the river of life. You are the everlasting wellspring. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Glory to you for Lake Michigan, for oceans, rivers, and streams. Your waters are below us, around us, above us. Our life is born in you. You are the fountain of resurrection. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Praise to you for your saving waters. Noah and the animals survived the flood. The Israelites escape through the sea, and Jesus is baptized in the Jordan. Blessed be God. God. Through this water, remind us of our baptism. Breathe your spirit into all gathered in this place and all gathered online, and into all creation, wash away the sin within us and drown the evil within us. Shower us with your Spirit that your forgiveness, grace, and love may be known and renewed in our lives. To you be given honor and praise through Jesus Christ, our Lord, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen.
4: Life in the risen Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, let us pray for the church, the world, and all those in need. Living God, in the midst of Easter joy, we are still filled with questions and wondering. Open our hearts and minds as we encounter the scriptures and the mysteries of everyday life. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Creating God, like a master artist, you have fashioned the universe out of your love and delight. Heal your creation where it is in need of restoration. Provide all the inhabitants of earth a peaceful and sustainable home. Hear, O oh God, your mercy is great. God of all, the nation's hunger and thirst for your righteousness. Give your loving kindness to national state and local leaders. Bring justice to all those living with the effects of racism in our communities. Hear us. O God, your mercy is great. Healing God, you hear the cries of those in need and answer them in their distress. Grant to those who are sick and suffering your compassion and nurse them back to health and wholeness, especially those we name aloud or in the chat feature. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Loving parent, You have given us such love that we can be called the children of God. Reveal yourself to us so that we in this community of faith will become more and more like you in our mutual love and bold witness. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. God of all times and ages, those who have died in you now see you as you are. We praise you for Blessed Mary, Olavus and Laurentius Petri, Toyohiko Kagawa, and all your Holy Ones. Assure us of the peace you have promised, that we may join them in everlasting life. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. In the hope of new life in Christ, we raise our prayers to you Trusting in your never-ending goodness and mercy, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
0: It's with mixed feelings. I can't believe it. We have people in, in our church today with masks, but we also have people at home, both joy and disbelieving as we continue this Easter season but because of God's unconditional love and mercy and grace for us, we welcome all today without exception, wherever you are, whatever your spiritual orientation, and however you are carrying your feelings and emotions this day, as Pastor Sevig mentioned. And because of that mercy, we welcome one another, whatever our race or ethnicity, whoever we love and marry how we vote or see the world, how we're feeling about the past and the future. And together, guided by that grace, we stand against all kinds of evil and prejudice, including racism, xenophobia, all the other isms, and yet together we are one in the mercy of God. We thank you for your continued offerings, whether online or in person, There'll be some links that will appear in the chat now if you would like to give an offering online, or if you're a newcomer joining us online and you've never signed the newcomer form, we would love to know who you are. Today, following the organ postlude, we will move into a brief time of community and social time. And then our Small Bites topic today is very interesting, pandemic screen time a mixed blessing for children and youth. And continuing that series next week, our topic will be, can we even live without the internet? There's an article that talks about a man who quit the internet two months before the pandemic and some of the surprising things he learned as he returned to our internet reality. We are in need of pantry volunteers, a way to serve in our community, especially those living with food insecurity on Tuesday, April 27th. And there will be information in the chat to register or find out more information. Are you an urban dweller like me who could use some restorative time with your hands in some dirt or gardening? We are assembling an HT garden team to help us weed water and do other tasks in the beautiful garden that we are so fortunate to have here at Holy Trinity. If you'd like to find out more, we actually have Rita Schnell in person. Those of you can talk to her if you'd raise your hand. Or Rita's email will also be in the chat if you'd like to join us on this HT Garden team. Well, birds migrate, and so are we. We are going to be migrating, an IT term for moving to a new operating system or platform. Holy Trinity is migrating in two weeks from today, from Zoom to YouTube. Now, birds migrate at seasonal times, and there is a change going on for us as more people are gathering in worship, and we also need to simplify our process of how we do worship so that we're not doing about five things at once. But why this change? Why this migration? The main reason is that our new live streaming equipment is designed to be fed through platforms such as YouTube and Facebook Live. But our aim is also to simplify the process and to get the best musical quality we can online. I hope that some of you with some questions stay after the postlude today, so that Bo, who works with our media, can answer some more of your questions. But let me, as your leader, say this. I will grieve the loss of seeing faces and names on Zoom. So, as we need to keep changing, as Pastor Sevig said, I've been dreaming, we've been thinking about new ideas. And here's what we will be starting in a couple weeks. At the end of the liturgy, those of you who are at home, we hope that you will move then to Zoom for what we're calling HT Unmuted which is that time where we share the peace and see faces and wave to one another and also share some announcements and have a few informal moments together. From there, we will then transition to small bites. But if you are a Zoom lover, and I know some of you might be, though some of us are a little Zoomed out these days, HT Loop on Saturday evenings will continue to Zoom its liturgy. And if you've never given that community a try, that is another option for you. Finally, I want to acknowledge the many changes and challenges we are all facing this day, these days. As our sermon did as well, but I also know that Holy Trinity is a resilient community. We have shown it time after time, and I know that we will rise to the occasion for the many transitions in the months ahead. praise to you, O God, for your word of life, creating a wondrous universe, proclaiming freedom from captivity, becoming the song of your people. We praise you, O God, for your word. We praise you, O God, for your word. Your word is made flesh among us, with Mary in the garden you call us by name, with Thomas beholding your wounds, Wounds you call us to believe. With sheep of other folds, we are gathered by your voice. Your word names our death and our life. A seed that falls into the earth and dies. Rain and snow that come down from heaven to water the earth. In which we abide. Through your word, you appoint us to bear fruit. Fruit that will last. We bless you, O God, for your word. We bless you, O God, for your word. By your living word, we are witnesses of these things. Breathe into us your Holy Spirit. Open our minds to understand the scriptures. Give us wisdom to declare what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. Fill us with strength to love, not in word or speech alone, but in truth and action with every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them we join in the hymn of all creation as we thank you O God for your life-giving word we thank you O God for your life-giving word Amen. Baptized into Christ's death and resurrection let us pray as Jesus taught us God, who through the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ has given us the victory, give you joy and peace in your faith, and may God bless you now and forever in the strong name of the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Go in peace, share the good news. Thanks be to God.